0: Hall of Famer, Gary Player. I'm still shooting far, and I'm still getting such enjoyment that I can never get enough of it. What a game. Hal Sutton, 1983 PGA champion. Everybody that came along, the world wanted another Jack. And it took a lot of years in order for
1: someone like Tiger Woods to come along.
2: Oldest living major champion, Mr. Jack Burke Jr.
1: Well, I just think we need to keep it going. We need to. Keep the play going.
0: I don't think Paul Easinger has a banana putter.
1: It's funny that you mention that. I used to have a putter that was that was a hot dog or a hot dog bun.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Mr. David Faraday joining us now. Faraday, welcome to the golf shop. Thank you. Thank you. I'm delighted to be at the golf shop. I'm actually at the uh, shooting range at the minute, but it's very similar in a lot of ways. <laughs> Two-time major champion, the 79 Masters, the 84 U.S. Open, Fuzzy Zeller.
1: Listen, I have a hard, hard decision to make every day I get up. You know, what color socks do I
3: put
0: on and what color blue jeans am I going to wear? <laughs> it's not easy being me. <laughs> Welcome back to the golf shop. Mark Greenhouse, Matt Blanchard, Liberty Bill. This segment's brought to you by Redbridge, where it's all about the greens. You want them pure, fast, and consistent. You get it all at Redbridge Golf and Country Club and Locust. Log on to redbridgegolf.com, book a time. You're going to be impressed. Joining us now, he is a two-time major winner, Mr. Fuzzy Zeller. Fuzzy, welcome back into the golf show. Good shop. morning, Fuzzy. Yeah, good morning. It's been a long time since I've talked.
2: Yeah, hey, I know. I'm Quite... hey, I am ready. <laughs>
0: <laughs> are you keeping busy is the question. I mean, what are you doing with yourself?
1: Uh, not a lot. <laughs> not a lot. Uh, you know, my life's pretty easy. Yeah. All I do is wake up in the morning and figure out a way to screw a beautiful day up. You know? so,
2: That's funny. My really girlfriend says that to, to me all the time. That. Buzz.
1: I know. I know. <laughs> now, the only problem, the only problem I have found out uh, without doing a lot, not doing anything, is that uh, you're never quite sure when you're really done with it.
3: <laughs> well, so,
2: well, you know, but uh, you did do something already today. Bill said uh, off air that you were uh, in in the in the drive-in th- at uh, at what. Um, Taco Bell getting a crunch wrap. So I mean you I'm made a, you made a hey, decision. I'm, I'm
1: just I'm just taking delivery on
2: it. yeah.
3: Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, here's here
3: here's the bag. <laughs> here yeah. uh, uh, comes my diet
2: coke. <laughs> there you go. A crunch wrap in a diet Breakfast coke. Breakfast of champions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> are you are you are you gonna go? Are you gonna pour some fuzzies vodka in there this this hour, fuzz? Uh, that's
0: uh, that'll be later on. <laughs> later on in the street. yeah, at least five about five o'clock
2: is perfect.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. How's it? How you know golf course design and vodka? I mean, that's enough to keep you a little bit busy anyway. Right? I bet there's some I funky mean,
2: holes being designed. <laughs>
0: now let me ask you something. But does it get any better
2: than that? No, no absolutely not. No, no.
0: I mean, I uh, you don't know. think it does. I got to tell you something.
1: Now we just. Uh, of course, it's been open now, I guess, since uh, April. But the IU golf course, Steve Myers and myself uh, redid the IU golf course up there.
3: Mm-hmm. And
1: it is, it's a thing of art. i got to a- say about Steve Myers as an architect, he, uh, he is beautiful. I mean, he did a tremendous job.
0: Oh, wow, yeah. You know, as we are getting closer to the, the U.S. Open up at uh, Wingfoot, uh, Put that little course in New York. Yeah, yeah a little course easy. up in New York. It's the
2: easiest golf course on the on the <laughs> roto for US Open.
3: <laughs> you know, I, I, I no,
0: wait, they have. I'm going to say they,
1: even though they've added length to it, uh, but they have limbed the trees up to where at least if your ball goes under it, you can you can play get a at,
2: shot. Yeah, right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, before those uh, the limbs were all down to the ground. There, if it went underneath there, you were uh, trying to figure out a way. Uh, take your penalty stroke and uh, to get another swing at it. Yeah. You know, what, a, what a beautiful place oh,
3: it is. Gosh.
0: You know, it was funny. I was telling Matty this morning that, uh, that that you started it. And he said, he started what? I said, well, Fuzzy was the first one that made Greg Norman finish second in a major <laughs> championship. Right. And there was a lot of those <laughs> after that. Uh, <laughs> uh, and you were the first one, despite the fact that you were out there and the, uh, waving the towel when he knocked in that, uh, that long par putt.
1: Yeah, Gregory, I'm going Yeah, what's he doing? He kept me in town for another night. <laughs> Hell's he thinking about? No, but uh, you know what? I I've gotta say, uh I was on that week. I was dead on. Uh it didn't make a dank on who I was playing right.
3: against.
1: It just so happened to be Sharky there, uh and Greg and I've had some great battles. I mean, he paid me back down at the TPC. Don't think he didn't. Right? Well, and I was I was
2: gonna I was gonna touch on that fuzzy. I watched every shot that that, that they aired on television of that. And you know, you look at that golf tournament, and he shoots twenty four, and you shoot twenty. Nobody else, until I mean, nobody else has gotten to twenty. So, you know, that was that was an incredible final round of golf. Incredible.
1: Yeah, we. Uh... Well, we both had we both had a good time. Yeah, it looked but, like you were having he, fun. Yeah, he was uh, he was playing at a peak, uh, and so was I. I mean, I was playing as well as I did up there at uh, Wingfoot, and it's just amazing how all of a sudden things just click. Mm-hmm. I thought uh, Dennis Johnson and uh, Ron last week; uh, those two were playing at a clip that uh, it's hard to explain.
2: Yeah,
1: you know, but you just get into that zone and you play the game. Well, they it's, carried it's hard game. But
2: yeah. Uh, that, I don't know if you watched yesterday's at um, uh, the Players, but uh, I mean at the Tour Championship, but they were topping each other left and right on five different holes. They both made birdies, long birdie putts. So that that's continuing, you know.
1: Yeah, that's. Uh, I, I got to tell you something. The kids today, or the guys today, are just. Uh, I don't know if it's technology or they just all of a sudden found something with the putting stroke, but I don't remember that many people being good putters. When I was on tour, yep. I mean Nicklaus was exceptional. Uh, there were there were a few. Crenshaw was another one mm-hmm. that were just outstanding putters. I mean just had a touch didn't make any difference what what texture of green that you were playing. They just uh, they were able to pick up on it and put well.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, you but know, it you seems like it seems like everybody on the PGA tour right now. Puts well.
0: Yeah. Well, you can tamp down spike marks now.
1: <laughs> well, it, you don't have anything to blame now. it on. <laughs> hey, I, I've got to tell you. Now, I was at uh, when we played Pleasant Valley. Up, I was playing with John Mahaffey. He ended up winning, but uh, he had one on the 17th hole. The spike mark was about four inches in the air. <laughs> it was about three feet, and he opted took his little pitching wedge and just pitched it right <laughs> in the hole. Was that was the best I'd ever seen because he had absolutely no chance of making it. Wow. If he had to hit a putter, so yeah, tapping down spike marks. Is uh, that's that's a big advantage?
2: Yes, it is.
0: So, so fuzzy. You know, uh, you know, going back to the U.S. Open win. I mean, you, you made the point that yeah, you had to stay an extra day. Do you like the fact that the U.S.G.A. has changed it to uh, you know a, a, an aggregate holes, um, you know that goes the same day and, and we finish up the the U.S. Open or do you still like the format of of coming back and having to play a one on one 18 holes the next day?
1: Well, I can, uh, I you know, I can only go by my experiences. I think I think there should be a champion crowned on Sunday if uh, uh, daylight is you know good enough to where we can finish mm-hmm. the holes mm-hmm. and uh, play competitively again. Uh, now, in my case, uh, that Monday, that was a, I had a forty-five thousand dollar day on that Monday here in Indiana. And I had to cancel. Wow. Uh, Yeah, but no, it was worth it. (laughs) You think? Yeah, it was worth it. But, you know, I mean, back then, $45,000 was a lot of money back then. Right. Oh, yeah.
0: That was a tremendous amount of money.
2: An exhibition in the state of Indiana with Fuzzy Zeller. um, I'm sure they didn't like the U.S. Open that particular week. (laughs) No. Oh,
1: I can tell you, I think they got the best end of the deal. (laughs) I'm not sure I could have given him forty five thousand dollars right worth after, uh,
2: <laughs> I don't know the
1: us open a whole week yeah especially at Wingford.
0: yeah and and, and and obviously different dynamics because you won the Masters in a playoff which was you know in the afternoon after everything finished up and you won the us open in an 18 hole playoff and you know, is there a different dynamic? I mean, obviously, when you beat when you beat Greg, I mean, you you started birdie birdie, and he started uh, birdie double bogey, I think. So uh, immediately you jumped out to a huge lead. But you know, it's a different mindset, isn't it?
1: Well, I mean, you go—that's uh, more of a match play type thing when yeah. you're going a head on head like that, as opposed to being metal, Even though uh, Greg did have his hiccup there on the second hole, mm-hmm. and then I made that monstrous putt on him again, it came back down to putting, but, uh, I was, pl- I was playing so good and I was driving the ball. Well, uh, it was just wing foot set to my eye from the tee to the green, to the fairways. You know, I just felt very, very comfortable on the golf course. And, uh, you know, it's not every golf course do golfers really enjoy playing. Right. There's some of them just that just beat you up because of, of the angles. And I, when I say angles, uh, that's just what it is from the to the fairway, from the fairway to the green, the angles are just not right. And, you know, you just, you constantly battle. And it's a battle. Yeah. And that's when you usually play poorly.
2: Well, and we're seeing that happen with Bryson DeChambeau the past couple weeks. He doesn't, he can't cut those corners on those two golf courses like he was doing pre, you know, earlier, early in the summer. So, uh, yeah, it, yeah, angles.
1: Yeah, it's angles. And you constantly battle it. I mean, you know, if your ball's moving left to right and the holes moving right to left yeah. those are angles that i'm talking about yeah. that you fight because you're not quite sure exactly where i should aim this thing Yeah.
0: so so chances are since uh you know bobby jones made a, a famous putt on 18 at Wingfoot, you know greg norman made a famous putt on 18 at Wingfoot, and then we had in 06 um a bunch of putts not made by Monty and uh, Jim Furick and Jeff Ogilvy makes a putt and Phil Mickelson makes a mess of 18. So 18 just seems to be a magnet for something epic to happen at Wingfoot. Are we in, are we in store for that again, do you think?
1: Oh, I would say it, it'll come down to probably those last uh, four holes. You know, 15, 16, yeah. 17, and 18. Yeah. I mean, you know, after you've uh, worked your little tail end off to get yourself in a position, and then you're faced with these uh, four monsters. Well, it... The greens are the greens are the monster. It's yeah. not really so much the hitting to the fairway, because the fairways are, you know, I mean, they're fairly wide. It's not closed up that bad. But uh, the greens are the great penalty, and that's what uh, the thing, you know, in 18 there. You know, it's a very generous fairway. Well, I'm going to say 30 yards, yeah. which is kind of generous for you. It's open. But then trying to get it, Somewhat close on a green that has a tremendous uh, undulation in it. It's just hard to do, and that putt that Greg made on me was damn near impossible. <laughs> but you got to think about great players do great things. That's right. And it was, and you just pat the guy on the back. I mean, that's all you can say. It was, a, it was a great putt at a tremendous time.
2: Fuzzy, um, how much harder is Wingfoot than say an Oakmont? No, I know that's a weird question. Well, but... You
1: know, I, I've got to, it's hard to compare those two because yeah. I fought Oakmont. Uh, Oakmont was one of those courses that didn't set to my eye. It, right. It's more of a a player who hits the ball left to right. Mm-hmm. That's that's the golfer that usually plays well at uh, Oakmont. Okay. Whereas Wingfoot is a right to left. Yep. Uh, most of those set up right to left for the golfers. So I, you know, I don't know. They're both very difficult, especially under U.S. Open sure. conditions, because you know the, the guys are going there and they're playing under the toughest conditions, where the rough is uh, is a foot high in some areas, and then if you hit the ball wide enough, you can get lucky sometimes and get a shot. But uh, the U.S. Open is the toughest one. That's the hardest one to get.
0: Yep. So that begs the question: What is your favorite course of all time from a from a tournament play perspective?
1: Well, my favorite golf course of all time are Covered Bridge and Champions Point here in southern Indiana.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And you're going to ask me why I say that. I own both of them. You own them. You love these kind of things. Right. You really do. That's a family. It's How part about, of the family. Well, That
2: means the University of Indiana golf course is right behind them, right? <laughs> oh, no.
1: That's ranked hey, that right up there in the is
0: it? top three. Yeah. At least. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I would say what was your favorite course on the PGA Tour to play then? Well, that's that's a good
1: question. Only <laughs> because we we play so many good ones. Yeah. I mean, the shorter courses are uh, have their own character as well as uh, the longer ones. Uh, I'd have to say, if I had 24 hours to live, I'd have to go play Augusta one more time. Yeah.
3: Right? Yeah.
1: Uh, just because of the sheer uh, beauty of it, and when it was made, and what they used to make it. Uh, Crazy. I mean, it is spectacular. Yes. Yeah. But, You know, everybody's got their own. Some people love Pebble Beach. And I, every time I talk to people about Pebble Beach, that ocean is unbelievable. It's so pretty out there. I said, "Well, I'm not talking to you about the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the golf course." Yeah.
0: Well, Fuzzy, but there man, are
1: some, There's plenty of good, beautiful golf course up that west coast. Down oh, right?
0: yeah. oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, Fuzzy, we always enjoy talking to you. We're going to have to get you back on a little bit sooner next
2: time, and uh, and we, we hope the crunch wrap it in cold by now. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, don't worry about
1: it, boys. I'm used to it. <laughs> I'm an old tour golfer. Hell, I might chop up here and get me a hot dog. (laughs) (laughs) At the turn. You got it. Thanks a lot, Fuzzy. Have a great time. Enjoy. All right. Thank you very much.